0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody give the Lord a hand clap. Come on, let's praise Him this morning. You excited about Jesus? Come on, let's worship Him. Come on, come on, let's praise Him just a few minutes. Come on, you can do better than that. Come on, he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Let's praise him. Hallelujah. Yes, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Excited about him? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We want to, I want to take a little bit of time this morning and uh, do some. Pay some honor where some honors due, and uh, we we're excited about our uh, women's ministry. And I want to uh, I want to have two young ladies come up, Sister Donna Carter, yeah. 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 and um, Joby Cuevas. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I tell you, I'm I'm excited about this because I, I, I see right here the glue that's held this thing together. This lady here has stepped up and took on a lot of responsibility. Come on now, come on! Come on, we appreciate her. <laughs> but how many of you know that God hasn't designed none of us to take the full load? And she has. Uh, she's kept this thing rolling, and we're gonna we're gonna pass this thing off the women's ministry to Jovi. Jovi. And I'm going to let her just share a little bit of her heart because I'm telling you, it's exciting when she began to talk to me and tell me the things that she has planned for these women. It's exciting and you ought to be excited because God's about to do some great things.
1: Good morning. I don't care what they say, y'all look good from up here. <laughs> um, wow. I mean, really, if you're not excited when you leave this place, come see me. I want to talk to you. Um, God is just, oh my God, he's just doing exciting things. He spoke wow into my spirit. And wow, you know, for our women's ministry is going to mean women of worship. We have got to become women of worship. We have got to be the Marys that sits at his feet and soaks in his radiance. Women, we're called to be radiant with the glory of God. You know that Mary was the first lady that actually had Jesus inside of her. Come on, think about that. Women play an important role in God's kingdom. And not that we underestimate ourselves, but I think a lot of us like to hide behind the scenes when God wants to bring a lot of us to the front and say, Lord, what do you have for me? Here I am, let me serve you. But it starts at his feet. So I'm really excited. I think WOW is not just gonna be for women's ministry. It's gonna be for every area in this church, Pastor. Every area in this church. So I wanna encourage you, Um, I asked Pastor not to embarrass me, but I know I have enough embarrassing for myself, so (laughs) I'm trying to hurry. I didn't think I'd have enough to say, Um, but I want to encourage you to come out. You know, we're going to change the date to Sunday, and this has been Sister Teresa and I and Miss Donna talking about it. Um, We think it would allow you more time in your schedule to come, so I want you to come, and I want you just not to think about it as you know, a duty, but think about it as a privilege to come and serve with your sisters, you know, to get to know, because unity is so important. I need you, and whether you know it or not, God may be building something in you through me. So what's another way? You know, we're, we got to come and find out. Amen? Amen? I'm excited. I'm looking forward to serving y'all.
0: Amen. Amen. And this is our senior, sensational seniors leader amen and they do so much here so get connected with sister donna you want to say something
1: for those of you that don't know we meet on monday mornings at 10 o'clock and we always have different type projects that we're doing not just inside these walls here but in the community so i challenge you and i encourage you to come be a part of us we do have a trip lined up for july and we still have some open spots and we're trying to fill the bus with our people so, y'all get on board.
0: Amen. Y'all give them a hand. Amen. Well, sister, I was in a revival one time, and a lady come up on the platform, and she went to leave and fell and broke her ankle. Right in the midst of revival. So I don't want that to happen here, Amen. Hallelujah. I also want to, uh, real quick, I want us to, uh, I want us to lift up. How many of you know Chris and Joy Potter? Uh, their their son-in-law is in Dallas, uh, supposed to be having surgery this morning, and uh, we want to pray and lift them up. They was in a, a terrible automobile accident yesterday. It could have, could have really been a lot worse than it was. Um, it T-boned them, and um, his, he had just moved his daughter's car seat into the middle of the car. And if it hadn't been, it, it could have been fatal for her. So we praise God for protecting her and want to pray for the Lord. He, he uh, crushed his, uh, I think, messed his shoulders up and crushed his arms and all. But no, as far as they know, there's no internal injuries and also, we want to just continue to pray for them, and uh, so let's just let's just lift them up right now. Father, I just pray right now, Lord Jesus, for for Chris and Joy and their family. Lord God, their son-in-law. Ask Lord Jesus that you reach down, Lord God. Father, we thank you for your mercy that you've already shown, Lord God, and for all that you've done, Lord Jesus, in their lives, Lord God, and protecting them, Lord Jesus. Father, we ask Lord God that you would just touch them and touch these surgeons as a as a minister to him this morning Lord God and father we pray Lord Jesus for a quick recovery Lord God and father a speedy recovery let them see your hand working in his life each and every day Lord God father we thank you Lord God for your keeping power Lord Jesus and watching over them in your mighty name we pray amen hallelujah hallelujah you excited about Jesus today hallelujah it's good to see all of you here today. I'm excited and so glad that you're here. Um, I believe that um, that uh, I don't believe you're here by coincidence. I don't believe you're just here uh, just to be here. I believe you're here by divine appointment, uh, whether you know it or not. Amen. God's got a plan for you. Um, how many of you know that we are um, we are Pentecostal and. Now, listen to me. When I say Pentecostal, I'm not talking about we're Pentecostal in denomination. We're Pentecostal by experience. Amen? Hallelujah. That was weak. I said we're Pentecostal by experience. Amen? Hallelujah. But one of the things that I'm, I'm seeing and, and as I go through, because we, we're looking at, at, at Pentecost and, and looking at the, um, the dynamics of Pentecost and, and looking at what Pentecost has to offer, it's not just speaking in other tongues. Amen. It's the gifts of the Spirit that God has placed in us. Is Christ in us. And gives us the power to do what Christ did. Amen. The reason they called them Christians. And, the, and when they called Paul. When they called Paul. They began to uh, call them Christians in Antioch. It was because they was doing Christ like things. Amen. Amen. It was because they were doing the works of Christ. What bothers me about today is that we claim to have something that we do not have. We claim to have a power and an anointing that was able to destroy yokes and to lift burdens that we do not have. A lot of times people come in looking for deliverance but can't get deliverance because we don't have what we say we have. Amen? Amen. It's time for the church to get back to the place of having what we say that we have. It's time that we start walking in the anointing. But here's the problem. Compromise will steal your eyes. You listening to me? We lived in a time and a place and we have lived so long in a time and, and, and through the years of what we couldn't do. The church has told us over the years you can't do this and you can't do that and you, you, you can do this and you can't do that and, and, and just talking about all the things that we can't do until we come to the place of realizing that we could do some of those things but just because we can do those things... Don't mean we should do those things. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hmm. See, because what God has for us is bigger than us. Amen. Jesus said this Jesus was picky about who. Became his disciples. somebody said well, he just went around picking no he didn't just pick anybody He said if you are going to be by disciples, you must take up your cross And follow after me He didn't tell them to pick up the cross so they could look cute He didn't tell them to pick up their cross and a lot of us will go to JCPenney or somewhere and We'll buy a little cross and put it around our neck, but that is not what God has designed Listen to me folks God hasn't designed us to carry carry a cross around our necks so that we can look cute. He's called us to carry the cross to where we can get on it and crucify the flesh and have the power and the anointing of God working in and through our lives so that we can see those that are bound, delivered, and set free for the glory of God. Hallelujah. If you got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me this morning to Judges, the 16th chapter. I want to talk to you about compromise because compromise is to settle a dispute by mutual concession. Let me just tell you this. We can't settle this dispute of life by mutual concession. Telling the devil, if you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. Mm -mm. I intend on plundering hell to populate heaven. I can't do it with a little bit of God i got to have everything he has for me. I can't do it by compromising. I'm not going to compromise position. I'm not, listen to me, everything, everything, everything flows from the head down. What is allowed in this place will be directly, listen to me, directly come from what I allow. If I want some of God, I can have some of God. If I want all of God, I can have all of God. I, I intend to run a tight ship. Come on now. Why? Because I want to see every one of the gifts of the Spirit operating in this place through each and every one that enters into this place. I want to see when people come in that are bound. I want to see the the addictions and things leave off of their lives. I want to see the power and the demonstration of the Spirit of God working in and through people, not just the pastor. It's not just for the pastor, folks. It's for the pastor to come in and to equip the church to do the work of the ministry. It's for the... Pastor to come into a place and to begin to release people into ministry, to release people into their gifts, because God has placed gifts in some of you that you have not tapped into yet, but God wants to bring you into a place to where you can begin to minister to other people and see the power and the demonstration of his spirit set the captives free. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We can't compromise. Another uh, illustration of this is accept standards lower than are desirable. How many of you are willing to accept ordinary? I'm not. God ain't called us to be ordinary. He's called us to be extraordinary. Amen. Hallelujah. In Judges the 16th chapter and the sixth through the seventh verse, it says, So Delilah said to Samson, Now listen, Samson is in this place to where he's already fell in love with this woman, a Philistine. He knows that he shouldn't do this. The first time God allowed him to marry a Philistine woman, it was to bring uh, it was to it was to bring destruction to the Philistine army. Now this time Samson has allowed himself to get in a position to where he has fell in love with Delilah who had no intention or had no love for him at all. The only thing she wanted to do was manipulate him. Get, in, get him into a position to where she could destroy him. See, a lot of times we allow the things, if we're not careful, we allow things to draw us away into a position to where we bring ourselves vulnerable yep. and then we wonder and we look back how in the world did we get here yep. because backsliding doesn't happen overnight no, it, don't. it happens gradually yes, it the enemy is not just gonna bring things in on you that you're gonna uh, all of a sudden do that you're gonna renounce right off of the bat he's gonna bring it in gradually to get you to compromise," yep. says so, Del- so. Delilah said to Samson, "Please tell me where your great strength lies, and with what you may be bound to afflict you." And Samson said to her, "If they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dried, then I shall become weak and be like any other man." Now listen to me. I know Samson had the Spirit of God that come on him. I know Samson was used mightily of God. But this dude's not smart. When, a one, when somebody starts asking me things and trying to get to me into a position to where I'm going to begin to tell them things that's been causing me to be able to be strengthened in the Lord, that is a red flag right there. It says, So the Lord of the Philistines brought up to her seven fresh bowstrings, strings, not yet dried, and she bound him with them. Now the men were lying in wait, staying with her in the room. And she said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson, but he broke the bowstrings; strings. A strand of yarn breaks when it touches fire. So the secret of his strength was not known. Now I want you to see this because when he got up and he, he just moved a little bit, it broke. The, these things broke like yarn that touches a fire. That's, how many of you know that's, that's pretty quick? But it goes on and it says, And Delilah said to Samson, Until now you have mocked me. She said, um, and he, he said, if he goes on to tell her, I'm sorry, in, in verse 16, verse 11. Uh, chapter 16, it says, So he said to her, If they bind me securely with new ropes that have never been used, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. So they, he broke them like thread. He keeps on, he keeps on. And then she says, Until now you have, you have mocked me and told me lies. Tell me where you, my strength, your strength may be bound with And he said to her, if you weave the seven locks of my head into a web of loom and wove it tightly with a batten of loom. And he said to him, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he awoke from sleep and pulled out the batten and the web of loom. Then she said to him, and this is where she got him. How can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these times And have not told me your great strength, where your great strength lies. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, this is verse 18. She sent and called the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up once more, for he has told me all his heart. So the lord of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in her hand, in their hand. And she lulled him to sleep. Now listen, this is where the church has been. Amen. We've been lulled to sleep yes, in a lot of ways. And he called for the man to shave and shave off the seven locks of his head. Then, he began, then she began to torment him. See, the devil, when the devil finds out your weakness, he's going to begin to torment you. He's going to begin to poke fun at you. He's going to begin to to press in on you. Now listen to this. And she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. We have traded anointing for charisma. We have traded anointing for charisma. People who know how to hype up an audience. Hmm? It's not about hype, folks. It's about the anointing. It's the anointing that destroys the yoke. It's the anointing that lifts the burdens. And I'm afraid that the church has become has come to a place to where we have compromised so much. Because we could do certain things We decided to do those certain things Does not mean that those things that we decided to do Was right thing to do I hear people today talking about grace And I believe in grace I believe that God's grace is so amazing That we'll never understand it But God's grace was not given to us So that we could continue on in our sin So that we can continue on And make excuse for our sin But God's grace was given to us So that we could be empowered to to overcome sin, to where we can place sin underneath our feet so that we can walk in the anointing and the power that God has given to us and to have the demonstration of the Spirit working in us. It's not an excuse to keep on sinning. Samson got up just like he had done before. After his head was shaved After his strength was gone He got up and shook himself Just like he had before Not even knowing that the spirit of God Was gone from him And I'm afraid that that's where the church is In a lot of ways we have shook ourselves And we have said we'll do the same things That we've always done But honey we need to realize That we need to get back to the place To where the spirit of God Is working in and through our lives My God let's get to the place to where We realize if the spirit of God has left us We need him We need his anointing It depends on us It doesn't just depend on the preacher. A lot of times we like David. We want our blessings carted into us. We want it on a brand new cart. God hasn't designed you to have things carted to you. His presence does not rest on things. It rests on people. And God wants His Spirit working in our hearts and in our lives. The first thing that happened to... To Samson, after he got up and shook himself and found out he had no strength in him, what happened? They took his eyes. The first thing the enemy wants to do is take your vision. Amen. He wants to destroy your vision. Let me just tell you this. Your inventory will tell your story. Amen. You can't give what you don't have. That's right. hmm? God wants us to have an anointing to where when people see, people come in and need deliverance. They don't need you to pat them on the back and tell them you'll be praying for them. They need an anointing that's going to rise up in and through us that when we lay hands on them, something takes place. They need to have an experience. I'm convinced and I'm convinced That if somebody needs deliverance and set free from something, I'm convinced that if they ever touch by the presence and the power of God, just one time, that it's more addictive than any drug that they've ever been connected to. I believe that when they have that real experience with God, that it's going to bring about a change in them. That it's going to bring about something in them that's going to cause them to change. But what's happened is we've settled for just a little dab, of, do you? Just a little touch. Hmm? We want to just get our toes wet. We don't want to get all the way in. But see, God hasn't designed us just to walk through and muddy up the water, He hasn't called us to just walk on the edge. He hasn't called me to see how close to the world I could become without becoming part of the world. He's called me to get as close to him as I can possibly get to where I can see the character of his spirit working in and through my life. See, I'm not wanting to be, I don't want to be the same guy that I was last year or last month or last week even. I want to be a new guy. I want to be that guy that's full of the power and the anointing of the spirit of God Working in my heart and life. I want to get up and shake myself. And know that the spirit of God is working in me. It can't happen by patty caking. It can't happen by compromising. It's going to happen by walking close to God. Now listen to me. I know that there's going to be a lot of people in heaven. There's going to be a lot of people miss heaven. That's right. hmm? That's right. But here's the thing: God has called us to walk in such a way that will not cause people to stumble. Amen. Don't you compromise right. your children, your children, your grandchildren. Deserve to see the best. They deserve to see and experience the power of God. I'm not satisfied with talking about Brownsville's revival. I'm not satisfied talking about Azusa Street and all those are good things. Listen to me. But if all we ever do is dwell on the past, if we don't come to the place to where we haven't experienced ourselves, if we don't have victory in our own life, what hope of victory is anybody else going to be able to have if we don't have victory in our own life? Yeah. 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 Samson got up and shook himself. And when he did, the Philistines came upon him and they took his eyes. Without, But why? Why does the enemy want to take your eyes? Because he knows without a vision, you lose hope. But I just want to encourage you when you can't look out, Look in. Because you need to see, you need to take inventory. Each and every one of us need to take inventory of our lives. If we're not seeing the power and the demonstration that has followed, that is promised us in the Word of God, it's not a problem on God's end, I promise you. It's on our end. And God wants us to be full of His Spirit. I'm all about being filled with the Spirit. I'm all about us speaking in other tongues. I'm all about all of that. But listen. If you do all of that and you don't have no power and demonstration and you don't have love for other people, this is no avail. Jesus has called us, and, and I'm looking. I'm looking for some people this morning. I'm looking for some disciples in this place this morning. Some people who are willing to be some disciples. Some people who are willing to allow God to get into the secret places of your life and to begin to minister to you and to begin to call you out and to call you into a new place with Him and to call you into a place to where He can bring His demonstration and His power and the the moving of His Spirit in and through your life. I'm not talking about somebody just saying, well, I'm just a regular Christian. Listen, if we was to tell Paul, or Silas, or any of those guys, that we was regular Christians, they'd look at us like we was growing a foot out of our head because they had realized and understand that if you're a normal Christian, you do Christ like things. You have the power and the demonstration of God working in and through your life. When they called them Christian in those days, they were Christ like. Today, you, you can ask just about anybody in the United States and they think because they live here that they're Christian. That's right. That's right. Oh, I'm Christian. I live in the United States. Big deal. Right. That don't make you no more of a Christian than if you stand in a garage. You can call yourself a car all you want. That's right. That's right. but That don't make you a car. What makes you Christian is the fruit. He said, this is how you know that they are my disciples, that they will have love one for another. And you will bear fruit. How many of you know no fruit's bad fruit? He went to the fig tree. Didn't have no fruit now here's the thing I want you to see did Jesus tell the fig tree to die nope he said because it didn't have no fruit on it he said no fruit will ever grow on you again fig tree died on its own why because its purpose was removed and the enemy knows if he can remove your purpose you'll die That's the reason he wants to blind you. That's the reason he wants to tell you you can't make it. That's the reason he wants to send you through all these programs and, and all these all these programs that are, that are going on you know I, I, I appreciate AA. I appreciate uh, I appreciate other drug addiction programs, but they'll all tell you, that once you're a drug addict, you're always gonna be a drug addict. Once you're an alcoholic, you're always gonna be an alcoholic, which contradicts the Word of God because He said, All who are in Christ Jesus is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new, which tells me that a touch of Jesus can deliver you from all your past. People get caught up in it and they say, Well, it's a disease. It's not a disease, cancer is a disease. Addiction is a choice. At one point, somebody made a choice and they made a bad one. And I'm sure that they're addicted to things. But just as you got addicted to it, you can get addicted to Jesus if you get connected to Jesus just right. But compromise will destroy your vision. It will take your eyes. And the church has compromised long enough. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not backing up. I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. Because God ain't put quit in me. He put Jesus in me. And Jesus don't quit. Jesus could have called 12 legionary angels at any time to come down and take him away from the mission that he had. But no, he went on. He pressed through. He went on. He fulfilled the mission. How many of you glad he did? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Here's what we've got to do. We've got to get back to walking in the Spirit. Galatians, Paul said this, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Just because you want to do it, don't mean you have to do it. Amen. And why I'm here, I, I, I want to I wanna bring a little bit of insight on some things. because I, I hear a lot of times people say that they're, they're going to do this and they're going to do that. They're going to fast this, they're going to fast that. Let me just tell you this. There is not a fast outside of fasting food. You may not watch TV. You may put TV away and you may put this, but that's not fasting. Okay? And I'm not saying God won't honor that. But that's not fasting. Fasting is when you fast food. It's bringing your body under subjection. Now, fasting doesn't change God. Fasting changes you. Amen? And we've got to get back to where we're fasting. Amen. We've got to get back to where we're praying. Amen. Hmm? Because it's not, we're not going to see the move of God that we're wanting to see by thinking about it. Right. By talking about it. By trying to explain it. Right. It's going to happen on our knees. Amen. When the people of God get a hold of Him. Don't compromise. How many of you want to keep your eyes? You can't compromise if you're going to keep your eyes. You're going to have to stay focused and you're going to have to stand. Even when nobody stands with you. Because I feel like this if God be for me, who can be against me? I'm not willing to stand before God. And have anybody's blood on my hands. Ain't going to happen. Some people say, well, you're mean. No, I'm not mean. I just got a responsibility. I love God. I love people with all my heart. God loves us right where we're at. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what kind of sin that you've been caught up in. I don't, it doesn't matter what you've been through. God loves you right where you are. No matter how dark the sin is, no matter how bad it's been, He loves you right where you are. But here's the great news. He loves you too much to leave you there. He will not leave you there. If there's not progression in our walk with Him, something is wrong. Samson got up and shook himself, but the Spirit of God was no longer there. I'm not willing to get up and shake myself and not have the Spirit of God. I don't want to get up and wonder if God is with me. I need to get up and know that He is with me and working in me and working through me. Because there's too many people that need to be set free. Now I want to know how many of you in this room this morning are ready to be a disciple? Because here's the thing about a disciple. A disciple disciplines himself. Just because it's okay to do, don't mean they do it. Jesus did nothing that he did not see the Father do, and he said nothing. That he did not hear the Father say. Hmm? That's the reason they were so much results. Huh? Amen. Because the reason we're not seeing the results today is because a lot of times we're saying things that Jesus didn't say. Amen. The Father didn't say. Right. Let's all stand. All right. I need some disciples in this place this morning. I need some people who are willing to say God whatever it is in my life I want to do it I don't want to conform to my way I want to conform to your way yes. it's not about me having my own will it's about him working his will through my life so that I might be a witness of a king who cannot fail. Amen. Hallelujah. And in order in order for us to make or to have people to believe that, they gotta see evidence of it right here. We wanna see evidence through other people a lot of times, but sometimes we just need to look in the mirror. Say, God, I want you to show yourself through me. Amen. Amen? How many of you this morning are ready to be disciples? You're ready to allow God to get in the secret places of your life. You're ready to get on the cross and to die out to some things. You're tired of having your vision blurred to where you couldn't see where you were going or have any direction in your life. You want to be able to see and you want to be able to know where God is taking you. Don't compromise. Don't compromise. If that's you this morning, I want you to make your way down this altar. Come on, you want to be a disciple. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, Lord Jesus.